Welcome to Seeds, a show where we talk about purpose with inspiring people, making a positive impact with their lives. We are particularly interested in social enterprises and entrepreneurs. We will listen to them reflect on their journeys and take time to dig deeper in order to better understand what really motivates their choices. Kia ora and welcome along to the show. I'm really glad you could join me as today we get to hear from someone who is 11 years old. Now, one of my hopes for the podcast is that we hear differing points of view, different perspectives, so that every week when you tune in, you'll actually be a bit surprised at how different the person is from the week before. So in this case, we have a return guest. Shanna appeared first on episode number five, so she shared with us about what it was like to be a 10-year-old. So go back and have a listen to that episode as well. But today we're going to be hearing about what it's like to be 11. And I think this is important because as adults, we often forget what it was like to be a child. So I hope that this perspective is something that you enjoy as well. If you do, then you might want to check out the back catalog because there's dozens and dozens, more than a hundred other interviews, and I'm proud of every single one of them. Also, I've posted this as a video on the YouTube channel. So if you go to theseeds.nz and look at the videos tab, then you'll be able to find it there. And I've been trying to post more video content, so you might want to check those things out as well, because it gives a different insight into the recording of the podcast. Now let's get into this interview with Shanna. All right, well, it's a real pleasure to welcome back to the podcast, Shanna. Thanks for joining me. Thank you so much. I'm so excited to be back. This is awesome. You know, you were episode number five. I know. Which is incredible when you think about it. It was just beginning. You were one of the first people that I interviewed. And when I interviewed you before, you, let's see, you were nine turning 10, weren't you? Yeah, I think I was. Yeah, because it was basically two years ago. Yeah. So that means now, how old are you? Um, I'm 11 and in three days I turn 12. (laughs) And are you excited about that? Yes, (laughs) very excited. That's awesome. Well, in this interview, what I'd love to find out is what it's like to be 11. (laughs) Because the reason is that people who are listening, lots of them are adults and they've forgotten. So (laughs) you know that. (laughs) What I want to do is get a real insight into what life is like being 11. So um, can you just start maybe, let's just start by telling us a little bit about what are some of the things that you enjoy the most about being 11? Um, well, 11's a really good age, actually. It's like my favorite year All right, so we'll, far. S- well, sell it, sell it to me. Okay. What, what is it that, that um, makes it so good? So you have like lots of friends and like you hang out because that's what friends do. <laughs> um, but you, yeah, so you have lots of friends and then this year I've moved to a new school um, so that's been a big change, but it's actually like been really fun to discover new things and do new subjects. And yeah, it's just been amazing. And I have the best teacher ever. Really? She's just so is she nice. the, is she certified as the best teacher in the world? Is that right? Yeah. Wow. That's amazing. Yeah. How lucky that you got to have the best teacher in the world. I know. I'm so <laughs> lucky. So tell us a little bit about that transition because you were at a primary school, weren't you? Yeah. And now you're at more, it's more like an intermediate. So you're actually going from class to class. What's that been like for you? It was a bit weird and different because like I wasn't used to changing classes and going somewhere else for like many classes, like in maths. Um, at my primary school, we just stayed in the same class and we had different groups of who was the, in the top maths and who was like at the bottom. But now we like have, we have four classrooms and so we'll go into like different ones 
and for maths and then yeah there's a lot of new subjects as well like technology and arts and technology what type of things are you learning there um well right now I'm doing DIT it's digital technology and I really like it really yeah it's so fun so what are you learning in digital technology um so at the start, we were learning how to code on different websites. Okay. My favorite website was Scratch because, like, you can pick a character, you can draw a character, mm-hmm. and then you can make them, like, walk this much and then, like, have a conversation with the other person. And I think that's really cool. So so you're actually inputting the code to tell the character what to do. Yeah. And that's how you're learning to code. Yeah, except you've kind of like got these blocks that you drag from the side into this white space. And so it's the start, but the start block will be when green flag clicked. And it's like when you click the green flag at the top, the sprite, the character will start moving. Okay. So yeah, that's, that has to be the start one because otherwise it just won't work. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and then there's like other ones that you can drag in, like move 10 steps and then say this for two seconds. That's pretty cool. You know, when I was your age, I was learning how to type pretty much on an old computer, but that's it. I was not learning how to code. <laughs> <laughs> We're learning how to type too, though. Are you? Yeah. Okay. So it's useful skills. Yep. Yeah. And um, what do you think that's teaching you? Why do you think they're teaching you to code at your age? Well... Probably because the future is coming. Right. And um, I think there's there's going to be a lot more technology in the future, I think, because, like, in social studies, another subject that I'm just starting, um, <laughs> we're, like, learning about waste management. And so we're looking at e-waste and it's electronic waste. And, mm-hmm. like, every year someone will throw out a phone that's, like got lot all sorts of poisonous things in it, right? And then sometimes it gets sent to it gets sent to China, and the people in China they have to like take it apart and sell all the good parts, and they dump the rest in the river. But it has like I think it's called mercury, and it's like really bad for the environment. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's very sad. So that's in social studies. You're learning about that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's good. So you're kind of learning compared to just having like maths and English. These are subjects which are kind of challenging, right? Yeah, they're yeah. like very different. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the um, the digital learning that you're doing now about coding and things, what were you learning in design before? Um, so we were doing structural technology before. Mm-hmm. And structural technology is basically using what you find and making something out of it. Mm-hmm. So first we used plastilina clay to like make models and with the models we made a movie so my movie was about a boy called greg and he was bouncing a basketball okay and he couldn't get it in the hoop and then this dog came along and ate the basketball then the dog turned into the basketball so then greg shot it and it went in the hoop Wow, so, a little yeah. plot twist there yeah. in the end. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and and you were shooting that movie what using your phone or yeah? How so you? we were using my so I was in a group with some others and we were using my phone. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's it's quite a slow process. You have to like take you have to move your character a tiny bit and then take a photo and then move it. Tiny 
tiny bit more and then take a photo. Right. So you've got to take like a thousand photos for I it to see. be actually good. So it's stop motion. Yeah, stop wow. motion. <laughs> and how long was it? Like two minutes or, or shorter? Shorter. Much I shorter. Think. <laughs> yeah, shorter. <laughs> Can you imagine doing a full feature length like the Wallace and Gromit? Like, because that's stop motion, isn't it? Like, yeah. thousands and thousands of photos yeah it's really amazing though yeah but the thing that i like hearing about what you're studying compared to when i was studying is that it sounds like they're really using lots of technology and teaching you you know like let's make a movie let's yeah. do stop motion <clears throat> oh now we're doing coding now we're going to learn like it's quite thinking about what the future world is going to be like yeah i guess teachers are just trying to prepare us because mm-hmm. There's going to be like lots of, I feel like there's going to be lots of technology and every time we get new technology, it has like a shorter lifespan Mm -hmm. than the usual thing. And so it's just going to be poof. (laughs) (laughs) So is the word there like exponential, the poof? Because it's growing, it it means like it's, it's getting faster and faster and quicker and quicker you have to adapt to the new technology yeah i guess that's what i mean yeah mm. <laughs> but i like your phrase like that. <laughs> <Oof>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's good so um tell me about the future what what you know like you're 11 right now what do you think it's going to be like you know like a long time from now in 10 years when you're 21 what do you think the, the future will hold mm. i think i feel like I'm just going to start with the negative stuff. Okay. I feel like um, you might not have... Well, there's a place in the ocean called the Great Pacific Garbage Patch. And it's like... It's not just this tiny amount of rubbish. It's like twice the, six times the size of New Zealand, twice the size of Texas. So it's huge. And it's just floating there with rubbish. So I think the future will hold lots of rubbish and cleaning up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> that's good so there's a bit of a mess being left yeah. for your generation to come yeah, along and go hey what's going on here right <laughs> mm. yeah there's another thing i want to mention on um last monday i went to this conference and it was talking about like the future mm-hmm. and how people could genetically modify children to become super intelligent or super sporty mm-hmm. and we were like thinking about is this good or bad right and so we were talking about how you can modify the children but you can also use chemical sorry chromosomes i think from other people and use it in someone else's body to help cure them Mm -hmm. so i think the first thing the genetically modifying children is not a good idea because it's I feel like that would be really unnatural and just wrong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think God made us special and he loves us very much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, yeah, I think we should stay away from that. But I feel like it's okay to help people using chromosomes to just like help others because it 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 can make them better mm-hmm. and it might hu- cure something that's like really terrible for them. Right. Yeah. So, like, if there was a way that you could cure cancer for somebody, that would be a good thing to do. Yes, definitely. Right? Yeah. <laughs> so that day that you went to, like, it's not, so that's like ethical issues, isn't it? It's like forcing you to think about ethics. Yeah. What What was it called? 
I what think do you remember? it was it was called the Stretch and Challenge Day. Right. The Junior Stretch and Challenge Day, I think. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And what did you think it was when you first heard about it? Um, well, I thought it was like a gymnastics competition actually. <laughs> I thought you'd have to like do the splits or something. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> stretch and challenge, congratulations, Shanna, you're going. You better <laughs> take your gym gear. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't at all like that, was it? It was no, this sort of ethical not. question. Tell me about um one of the most difficult ethical questions like the train one for example okay so yeah the pro- the hardest one i think mm, it's quite hard because like it's hard it, to choose yeah it's hard question. to choose which qu- i'll just say like two of them okay yeah two of them it'll give the because what i want the listeners to hear is the types of challenges that you're being faced with yeah you know even as an 11 year old mm. you're actually are being stretched and i i think it's quite good for people to to hear that so yeah, yeah what were some of the scenarios they gave you to think about so the first one they gave us was you're walking through the forest and this is like in when the Englishmen discovered America. Okay. So you're walking through the forest and you see the first officer, commander, he's got his troops around 20 innocent red Indians. And so they're all standing there. And the guy makes a deal with you. He says, you can shoot one and I'll let the 19 go free. But if you don't shoot one, then I'll kill them all. So that was like a very challenging question. Mm -hmm. But I felt like I didn't really want to shoot one person to free 19 because I'd be a murderer. But at the same time, I wanted at most of the people safe. So that was a really challenging question. Yeah. Yeah. So it's forcing you to think about ethical issues. Yeah. What would you do? Yeah. Um, And what about the, was it the train one? Yes, the you train one. You told me about that one. That so was interesting. You're you're the conductor of a train and you're going down the rails and it's gone out of control and you cannot get off the track. Okay, I'm making that clear because some people try and get off the track. Right. Um, <laughs> but you can't get off the track and you're going full speed ahead. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to steer, but you can't get off the right. track. Right, no brakes. No you brakes. You just... Yeah. Yep. On one side, there are 20 innocent people, but they're all strangers and you've got no idea who they are. Mm-hmm. On the other side is your best friend. So which way do you go? Mm. Makes you think. Yeah, it's just so hard. That's like... Yeah. Mind-blowing. So they were really forcing you to think about... They were. (laughs) The future. Yes. And and issues and and topical things, right? Yeah. What other technology do you think that they should invent that they haven't invented yet? Like what would be a good thing to add to society? Flying chairs. Okay. Yeah. So, you know the what-whats? Um, I vaguely do know the what-whats, but <laughs> remind me again. Okay, so... Well, this um, is a this, TV show, yes. BBC TV show, yeah. and the, it's so like it's, alien creature Yeah, things. kind of. And yeah. this, So, it's Spotty-what and Dotty-what. Okay. And they've, they're like these cute little fluff balls, kind of. They've got like... A, so, I think it's Dotty-what that has a pink body, blue spots on her back, and then like little truffles like a giraffes yeah and then dotty what has the opposite mm-hmm. uh, sorry spotty what has the opposite um and so the yeah they're basically aliens discovering the planet mm-hmm. 
And, and, but what's the oh, point? Yeah. Sorry, sorry. Um, and the point, it's a great description, though. Yeah, I have yeah. to say, you did that really well. It's in our minds. But, but they fly around, do they? Or? Yeah, basically, they've got these cool cheers, and then, like, they fly. I see. Yeah. So I think it would be pretty cool, like, instead of having cars, you can just fly to school. That would be cool. That would be so cool. <laughs> All right. So w- what else needs to be invented? What do you think we're missing right now? Because the last time we spoke in episode number five, we talked about roller coasters, I think. Oh, yeah. Those need to be invented. Yeah. So that was the <laughs> idea that you could just get on a roller coaster and, and just go to the supermarket or go to wherever. Yeah. Right. Do you still think that's a good idea? Or? I feel like it's a good idea, but I've like kind of just realized that it wouldn't be good for people who are scared of heights or they don't like roller coasters. Yeah. Or so, fast, fast yeah. speeds. Yeah. So maybe not so practical. Mm. I was thinking about it, and actually, it would be quite a complicated roller coaster, wouldn't it? If it yes. went to every destination, like in Christchurch, for example, yeah, that, that would be would a be. lot of roller coaster infrastructure to build. Yeah, that would be a lot. <laughs> yeah. So maybe we won't go with that idea. No, no, let's not go with that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, since we did our interview, um, you uh, were approached about doing a TEDx talk for the youth TEDx talk. Yes. Um, Can you tell us about that? I've done my talk now. (laughs) Um, And I talked about, well, the video is called Why You Should Pick Up Street Diamonds. And I talked about what adults can learn from kids. And my first topic... Yeah. Which is really, it's an, echo <laughs> of, it's an echo of the original podcast that we did, isn't it? Because I'm pretty sure that Hannah heard your original podcast. Yeah. And that was how it all happened. Yeah, but I think it was. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, d- you had four things you wanted yeah, to say, right? Yeah, four things. Well, so in the show notes, we'll put a link to the YouTube video. Okay, but, yeah. But, yeah, do you want to go through them or do you remember them? If I can remember. Um, <laughs> I know one of them was have a growth mindset no matter your age. And so a growth mindset is when you think positively towards what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So like say you hate maths like me um, and you feel like, oh, this is so hard. How Mm. will I get this done? Mm. You've just got to think positively and like whenever you have a sentence saying like, I can't do it, add the word yet on the end because Mm. it changes your whole perspective. Mm. It just makes your life so much better. Yeah. So have you found that's been true? Like it's one thing to say it, but have you noticed that that does help you? Hmm. I feel like when I think about having a growth mindset, it helps me. Mm-hmm. But sometimes I forget. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I guess you're right. It's one thing to say it, but you actually have to do it. Yeah. Well, I guess it's when you face a challenge. It's like, actually, what am I going to do? Yeah. I don't like this actually adding on the yet is a Mm. discipline yeah yeah Mm. and what was it like actually giving the talk in front of a couple hundred people well I'd practiced it quite a few times so Mm. it yeah it wasn't really like hard to say it like I didn't need any notes or anything Mm -hmm. Um, and it wasn't very embarrassing because I love being on stage (laughs) (laughs) and yeah I just love being in front of people and showing them wow, she can do that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, you memorized the talk, didn't you? And it yeah. was like word for word, about nine yes. minutes. <laughs> and what is it, um, what, what's that moment of being on stage? What do you feel like inside when you're up in front of someone, if you like it so much, like why? Well, 
I guess you kind of feel like proud because you've just like after and before. Mm-hmm. So before because you know you're about to do something amazing and you feel proud that you've like even gone up to do it. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, you feel proud that you're going to go up and do it. And after because you'll be like oh my gosh, I've done it. And like you'll just have this amazing happiness and it yeah, it just feels great. Yeah. And when you're up in front of people, it's like whoa. <laughs> yeah. Basically, whoa. <laughs> Basically, whoa. So, do you have any advice for people so that they don't get nervous when they're going up in front of others? Well, I feel like what helps me is thinking that I'm not nervous because it makes me feel less nervous. Mm-hmm. So, like, before I went on stage, I was playing hangman with everyone and it just, like, seemed to calm everyone down. So, I feel like you just need to pretend that you're not nervous and it actually makes you feel better. Hmm. Yeah. I think that's good advice. I think there's something there about... Um, talking to yourself about how you want to be or yeah. what you want to be like you know if, if you're not feeling good about something actually in the mentally in your mind trying to shift the mindset mm. it can yeah. actually have an impact right yeah yeah well that's good and um you're helping out this year at tedx this coming saturday yeah are you looking forward to that yes i'm very excited because i'm gonna be a sp- speaker here mm-hmm. i think yep Okay, so I'm going to be a speaker here, so I'll be looking after all the speakers, and I'm really excited because I'll play hangman with them. Yeah, it's going to be really fun. That will be fun, won't yeah. it? Yeah. What's your go-to word for hangman? What's a difficult word for people to guess? Probably avocado, because I spelt it wrong last year. Right. <laughs> I s- yeah, so I spelt it wrong, and then people couldn't guess it. Right. Yeah, that but, would make it difficult. Yeah. Yeah, but, that's the that's the secret sauce yeah. of a good hangman. Mm. But I like the word avocado. Yeah, why is that? It just seems nice. Mm-hmm. It's like avocado. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah. So, um, as I said at the start of the show, people who, mainly people who are listening, are not 11 years old. Yeah. <laughs> so, just give us an insight into what it's like to be 11. Like, what are you thinking about? What, yeah, what, what dominates your day or what's it like to be 11 years old? Mm, that's hard. <laughs> I feel like sometimes you, for me, sometimes I just have to think, be happy. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think, whoa, what if this was my last day on earth? Right. Yeah. And so that's I'm like, profound. be happy. <laughs> <laughs> Right, so does that change your mindset? Yeah, I think it does. I think it helps me to get through the day at least. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. School is very tiring. Mm. Mm. Well, you've got, (laughs) I hate to say this, but you've got more years to come. I know. Mm. Only five more though. Right. Five more. (laughs) (laughs) It seems like a long time now. Yeah. Um, And I guess what else would it, yeah, being 11, like I actually remember being 11, but I don't have clear <laughs> memories of it, right? So yeah. um, what else is it like? What sort of things are you thinking about? Mm. Mm. <laughs> well, you feel like, gosh, you're getting older. 
<laughs> yeah. So you're more aware of time passing, you mean? Yeah, I guess. Mm. Mm. And I guess like you appreciate things more like you think, oh, that's a pretty flower or something like that you wouldn't even notice when you're small. Mm -hmm. But then you're like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. Um, and so I'm just trying to phrase the question right to get this mm -hmm. out of you, but thinking about being 11 and are you often thinking about the future? Like what you'll do one day, you know, when you finish school and things like that? Or is it not really something you're thinking about? It's not really something I'm thinking about. Sometimes I think, I can't wait to be a teacher. Or something like when our teacher was talking, explaining to us what a strike is, mm -hmm. I was like, oh, I can't wait to be a teacher. Right. Because <laughs> I want to be a teacher when I grow up. Do you? Yeah. yeah. And yeah. an author. Right. What type of books would you write? Um, I think I'd write adventure and like magic because I love magic. Mm. What's your favorite book? Star Friends, mm -hmm. Linda Chapman. Yeah. Yeah. What is it that you love about Star Friends? Well, it's just firstly the illustrations because um, it's illustrated by Lucy Fleming and she is just amazing at illustrating. It just helps me see everything clearly mm -hmm. and she's just so good. Yeah, it's amazing. I can't believe she can draw like that. It's like, that's how good it is. Mm. Um, and then I love the way that it's written. Mm. Like, it's it, they're all quite short, mm -hmm. but then they're like really cute and stories and it's magical. Right. And I love magic. And just summarize, what's the, th what's the main things that happen in Star Friends? What are the key things? Well, basically, it's about four friends. Mm -hmm. Maya, Ioni, Lottie, and Sita. Mm -hmm. And what happens is they become star friends. Mm -hmm. And so a star friend is where you have a star animal who like comes from the star world. So it's like a whole different world out there. <laughs> um, and then they come and they'll be your guide and they'll be like help you do magic. Mm -hmm. So Maya, she's my favorite. Um, her animal is Bracken the Fox. Mm. And I really like him because he's like so enthusiastic and yeah, he's, I can just imagine him, him in my head and he's super cute. <laughs> and what being a star friend is finding people who are miserable and sad and there are these spirits called shades and they make people like angry and unhappy and jealous and all those horrible feelings. And so the star friends... They have to find the shades and what they're trapped in and they have to send them back to the shadows. Mm. And so that's where they belong in a whole nother world. Mm. <laughs> and so that's like basically the point of being a star friend. Right. But it's really cool because like that every time they defeat a shade, they get new powers. So I love reading the books to discover what happens next. And right. Yeah. Well, what we'll do in the show notes, we'll put a link because people who are listening might be going, oh, I want to read it. <laughs> or they might be listening and going, oh, I've got a niece who would love that. Yeah. Or a daughter who would love that. So we'll see if people can, can um, click and find it. So um, talk to me about your friends in terms of what sort of things do you talk about with your friends? Hmm. <sighs> 
like, <laughs> like you're going to have a sleepover at some point, right? Yeah. Like, what, what are you talking about as, as, as 11-year-olds? Um, well, when you're 11, you probably, like, you like to make jokes with your friends. Like, mm -hmm. I love my friend Kaylee. She's really funny. And my friend Emma. And my friend Madison. Um, and Lizzie. They're all, like, my four best friends. And mm -hmm. so um, they're going to come to my party and we'll probably just try and make each other laugh and just do some funny things. <laughs> why not? <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's yeah. good. Yeah. And, yeah. And what is it that makes a good friend? Mm. That's a hard one as well. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to ask you just easy questions. Okay. Well. I just I... want to know for an 11-year-old, what is it that makes a good friend? For me, what makes a good friend is, well, I've got a friend, in, a best friend in Australia. Her name's Lily. And so I live in New Zealand and she lives in Australia. And I guess um, when we're best friends and so we're more connected since we're far apart. And so when we get to see each other, we're like, oh, I'm so excited. Yay, you come. And like, yeah, so... I guess what makes a good friend is like being able to no that's not no that's wrong no <laughs> um, um I guess like kindness of course cuz like you have to be kind to your friend and you they have to be kind to you cuz otherwise you won't feel right you'll just feel like ugh mm -hmm. this is not working <laughs> um and I feel like I like it when my friends are happy, and so I like trying to make them laugh. Right. And I like it when they try to make me laugh. So a sense of humor. Um, and, yeah, just love for each other. Like you'd be able to survive your whole life with them. Like you wouldn't get annoyed at them, even right. though you probably would. <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, the sort of friend who you'd want to stick by and mm. stick up for. Mm. Even through the hard times, they're going to yeah. be there, right? Yeah. 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 Oh, that's good. Yeah. And um, I guess what, what other things are you looking forward to about turning 12 then? Um, I guess being one of the oldest in my class because <laughs> I like towering over people. <laughs> um, and yeah, I like, I like being new ages, even though I have to leave behind the old ages, mm -hmm. which is sad. Yeah, so you said to leave the, the one one. Yeah. yeah, and it's like, well, I'll never be 11 again, mm. which is sad to think. Mm. But then I'm excited because one plus two is three, and three is my favorite number. Right. <laughs> <laughs> so being 12, that's pretty good too. Yeah, that's pretty good. You're lucky because then the next year is one three, so it's got a three in it already. Yeah. <laughs> that's good. Um, is there anything else that you think that the listeners would enjoy hearing about from your perspective, you know, as, as an 11 year old, like, cause I'm really keen cause the people who are listening are, you know, as I've said, they're not 11 anymore. Is there anything else you'd like to tell them or wish that they knew so that they could relate to 11 year olds or, or kids in their life? I'm just thinking on the spot here, but. I read a book once called The Land of Stories and um, basically in the sixth book, the last book, Connor, one of the main characters, he was an old man and so he was an author and one of the 
people who was like, um, so they were like having a birthday party for him, mm-hmm. and all the all his fans were there because he'd written lots of books. Um, and so one of them asked, um, like, why don't you write adult books? Like, you're so good at writing kids' books, but why don't you write adult books? And I think he responded like this. So Connor said, you, there's like, you have to keep in touch with the kid language because it's like really special. And if you lose touch, it's, everything will fall apart. And so you have to keep in touch with their language. So I feel like, it's like you have to keep connected with kids because it, everything won't go well otherwise. Yeah. Yeah. So how do you keep connected with kids? What, what advice would you have for the adults who are listening? How can they be more connected with kids? Mm, well, I guess like maybe organizing something like every Sunday you'll sit down as a family and play a board game. And, like, you might have to let the kid win. But <laughs> but it, it will make them happy and they'll be like, oh, yes, finally. <laughs> <laughs> so it's about spending time with the children in yes, your life? Yes, spending time. Because mm. yeah. they, re- they really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Everyone really appreciates time and care. Mm-hmm. So, and love. So, yeah. Mm. Well, I think that's a really good reminder for people who are listening that ultimately it's not about how much money you make in your job. Yeah. It's not about the title or the position you've got in your job. It's not about your next career move. Ultimately, if you care about your family and your relationships with your kids, it's about the time you can give them rather than what you can buy them or some other thing to measure it. Yeah, and I feel like if you just bought them something to say, oh, here you are, I love you, got to go to work, (laughs) (laughs) Um, they they wouldn't feel loved. They they might be like, yes, a monster truck at first, but then they'd, I guess they'd feel empty and they wouldn't feel loved. So Mm. it's your time that really they need Mm. because... Yeah, time is, there's so little of it and Mm. you just need to spend as much time caring for the ones that need it as you can. Mm. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's really good. And it's good advice for anybody, I think, to, to spend time with the people that you love, right? Yeah. And it comes back to what you said before, that sort of, who knows how long we've got, right? Like, mm. if this day was our last, then yeah. how would we have spent it, you know? Like, yeah, like... What's your attitude? Mm, and you don't know when you're, unfortunately, going to die. Mm. <laughs> um, so, like, I guess live life to the full mm. because you don't want to die and then go to heaven thinking, oh, I wish I'd done that. <laughs> I wish I'd went on that roller coaster or I wish I'd spent more time with my kid or something like that Mm -hmm. so I think yeah you've got to live life to the full Mm. and you can experience pain and fear and all the sad feelings but because that gives you happiness Mm. and you can't reach happiness without feeling something else otherwise happiness would be a constant feeling 
and you just it would be normal and it wouldn't be happiness anymore so yeah that's really good <laughs> um what do you mean just tell us a little bit more about that you know the sadness and the other things are part of being happy what does that mean for you for me it means like you can't be happy or joyful or like feel pleasure without having pain and fear sadness anger because you you'd feel if you don't have the pain and fear and all the sad feelings you won't know what happiness is mm -hmm. what true joy is because i think joy it's like once you have it it will stay with you your whole life even through the hard times mm. and so if you experience pain and fear then you're going to appreciate happiness more so it'll become like it'll become more of like a gift rather than i'm happy yeah 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 mm. but like you won't actually be happy so so it'll yeah. kind of well up from inside of you like yeah. coming out from the inside yeah. the, the joyfulness and yeah. It, it will be there, yeah. And I feel like it'll be like a flame that stays a light inside you. Mm. Yeah. And and you you would would you have a difference between being happy and joyful? Like, what do you think is the difference? I think happiness is. Some people might disagree with me, but I think happiness is a short period of time. So, like, it stays with you, then poof, it's gone. Mm -hmm. But I think joy, sorry, okay, I think joy is like not too much of a difference, but it's, I feel like joy is more than happiness. It's just, it fills you up more and it will stay with you. Like, even when you're like on, like, ah, oh, he didn't pay me that money. Like, once you have joy you'll like look at all the things that you do have and you'll be like, whoa, I'm so lucky anyway. Mm. So yeah, that's what I think joy is. Mm. So it's ha having an attitude of gratefulness. Yeah. Whatever the circumstances are. Yeah, that's joy. Mm. That's really good. I was interviewing someone named Bridget Williams who does a, a company called Bead and Proceed. Um, and we were talking and I really was struck by something she said. And if listeners are interested, they can go back and listen. She was talking about you have to be satisfied as you go through your journey of life. And don't always just look forward to the future. Some point in the future, everything's going to be great. If you don't enjoy yourself as you're going along every day, then what's it all about, you know? Yeah. And I think that kind of echoes what you're talking about, isn't it? Yeah, it's a really good quote. Yeah. It's a very yeah. good quote. There's lots of good quotes in that episode. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and that's a side note, but at your party, we're going to be doing Bead and Proceed, right? Yay. Yeah. Yes. Are you excited are. about that? Yes, I'm excited. Yeah. What are you looking forward to about that? Mm, I think because they give you a set of colors and then you have to make the colors. So I yeah. think that and like choosing what. So Bead and Proceed, like you have to choose. So you have five beads and you have to paint them different colors. And so you you have each, they give you a list of things that you want to change in the world. So like climate action, life underwater, life on land, um, 
equal equality. Equality is it or equality? Yeah, equality. Um, and yeah, there's a whole range of things. I think there's eighteen or so. Yeah. Um, and so. I think there's 17 and it's a sustainable oh, yeah. development goal, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so you have to choose five of them and then you have to paint the bead the same color and then you make a little necklace mm-hmm. or a key keychain. And so, um, yeah. So you're looking forward to that? <laughs> yes, I am. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's great. Well, what we'll have to do is introduce you to Bridget sometime. Yes. And then <laughs> you can have a little conversation about your party making bead making experience yeah yeah that's cool um shanna is there anything else that you would like to share about being 11 we'll probably interview again in a year's time (laughs) when you're 12 about to turn 13 so it's it's just good to monitor your progress right see how your attitudes are changing um but yeah is there anything else before we finish up that you wanted to say or talk about can't think of anything (laughs) No, we covered a lot, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah, that was pretty cool. Quite wide ranging. There's one, I will say one more thing. Okay. It's like not really related to anything, but you know how we, (laughs) (laughs) you know how we were talking about genetically engineering people? Mm -hmm. Well, at the conference, they said the, we were talking about how when you make rules, Mm -hmm. you need to use strategies to make a good rule. So some of the strategies are emotions. So like you'll think, is this a good rule? And you'll feel like yay or boo. And like you'll know if that's how you can relate, but that might not always work. Mm-hmm. Um, then there's to- tolerance, sorry, to- tolerance. Mm-hmm. And so you can ask yourself, will I tolerate that? Mm-hmm. And sometimes that might be wrong as well. Um, and then there's the universal rule, and that means when I make this rule, would I do it as well? Mm. So, like, would you be happy for others to follow it and for you to follow it? Right. Um, yeah. So those were, like, the main ones. Mm-hmm. Oh, and the, the another one was, what would a good person do? And so you think of a person in your life who's wise and kind um, and just a good person, and you think, would they do that? What would they do in this situation, and would they choose to do this? Mm-hmm. Um, so in the UK, they they said in by the year 2045, I think, um, they want soldiers with super hearing and super intelligence so that they can, like, win any wars that might come up. But the universal thing is, would they be happy for everyone else to do this? Mm. And it wouldn't really make any difference for them then because everyone else would have soldiers with the same abilities. Right. And so it would be equal, equally matched yet again. Mm. <laughs> um, yeah, so... That's interesting. Yeah, it's a helpful just, way to make decisions, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Because in a way, it's like nuclear weapons. Like, oh, we should have nuclear weapons. But if they have nuclear weapons as well, then all of a sudden... It doesn't make a difference yeah, it's, anyway. It's like, well, we can't use them because we destroy each other. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then there was one more thing. It was 
theoretically, it's possible mm. to use human DNA and put it into a computer so you can have an actual conversation with a computer or like any sort of electronic device. And so the negative side of that is they have free choice. And so if you pr if you programmed the, let's say, a robot to do something, but the human DNA was inside, they don't have to do that. So like say you said to it, be kind to everyone. It might just like be really mean to everyone. Mm. So I guess that's a problem that might happen in the future mm. and we should stop that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. Well, the thing that I've taken away from our interview is just the challenges that you're being faced with. You know, like they're getting you to yeah. think about really difficult ethical problems at yes. age 11. <laughs> and I think that's really amazing. And it, it's kind of heartening for me as an older generation now, <laughs> looking at you and seeing what you're thinking about and learning. And, and I take heart from all of the different things we talked about in terms of attitude, you know, the, the, the practice of joy, you know, that, that you can actually approach life in a way that celebrates every day you yes. know i think that's really encouraging and i just hope that um yeah that others like you who mm. are also 11 are absorbing those sorts of messages as well because there's lots of negative stuff in the media about your generation you know yeah. like that there's lots of negative things happening but hopefully if enough of you can kind of be thinking in these ways and talking about kindness and supporting your friends through thick and thin then we can hand on the world such as it yes. is to to you and the next generation. And another scary thing is that the like the decisions of the world is in my de my generation and like so when I grow up I'll be think like it'll be on the news all people over 36 years old have a meeting or something. And um, yeah, I, I just, I, I take heart from the fact that you're learning to code, that mm. you're thinking about these difficult questions, but that you also seem to have a perception about your place in the world and your friends and the value of human connection. And I think that's something that anybody who's listening, whether, <laughs> whether they're mm. 11, whether they're five, whether they're 90, there's things that we can learn from what you've been sharing with us. So I hope that the listeners have absorbed what they can from our interview. Yeah. And um, what we'll do is come back and we'll have another interview at some point mm. in the future. Yay. And if people go back and look at episode five and then they listen to this one and then next year's one, they'll kind of get to hear a little bit of your own change. Um, yeah, it will give people a sense of, of your own life. So it's a little bit of a longitudinal study they call it like <laughs> looking at a person as they change over time so but thank you so much for coming on the podcast i yeah, really thank appreciate you so it. much for having me again oh you're welcome i really like and this podcast <laughs> it's a great podcast isn't it and yes. what and what can people do if they like it well you can subscribe mm -hmm. you can follow us on facebook sure and you can leave a rating or a review. That's a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> well, you heard it from Shanna. Um, yeah, but I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. And thank you for all of your support for the podcast and yes. what it is. Thank you so much for having me again. Cool. Bye. Bye, everyone.
Well, I do hope you enjoyed that interview with Shanna. Obviously, there were many things that are on her mind as an 11-year-old, and I thought it was really cool to get that perspective. If you enjoyed this episode, then follow her advice and subscribe, leave a rating or review, all those things that she talked about. Until next time.